Honest question, where do you draft Michael Thomas in 2021? Is he a risk at number 12 overall? I think so. Is he a risk at 18? He's less of a risk. And and if you're getting him at like 3.1, it's an entirely different conversation. And the phrase I've kind of coined for this is the line in the sand. My coined line in the sand reference is the, the secret to drafting the best player available at every turn. Where is that that sweet spot, the line in the sand for where Thomas goes from undervalued or flips over to overvalued? The Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty! Take a lap. Where do you draft Michael Thomas in 2021? He's got entirely different value uh, compared to risk when you're drafting him as your third drafted player than when you're drafting him in the middle of the second round. Too many people are throwing around blanket statements like, don't draft this player, draft this player. Everybody should not own this guy in 2021. Everyone needs to go get this guy in 2021. There's always a place to draft a player. The term that I've coined line in the sand is essentially talking about average draft position ADP data. So looking at an ADP ranking, let's slot Mike Thomas right here at 18. Where is the line in the sand for me on this ADP ranking list to where he becomes big upside to me? and very low risk. The line in the sand is where he flips from being an avoid to being a guy I go attack. Now, there is a middle range, a gray area, an in-between that makes Mike Thomas neither overvalued or undervalued. Everybody's gray area is different. Some players have a big, huge gray area, like a monster gray area. The road from them becoming overvalued to undervalued is a long one. It's a big gap. Keep in mind that my line in the sand doesn't always match up with ADP. My line in the sand might be five, six, seven picks later than the ADP. So the gray area is going to change and overlap differently over that ADP. Some players, it flips quickly. That player can go from overvalued, overvalued to boom, they look undervalued all of a sudden. An example of that would be like Miles Sanders in the third round at 3.04 versus 2.12. Those picks are not that far apart, but there's something about Miles Sanders being your third drafted player in 2021 versus your second drafted player that makes him a whole lot more uh, attractive to, to roster and draft. A player with a big gray area, a big gap between undervalued and overvalued would be Josh Jacobs. His ADP could be anywhere between 18 and 24, so bottom of the second round to some people. I'm avoiding him like the plague in 2021. And if his ADP's in that range, he might be relatively decent value to me at like 3.4, where I'm probably not going to get him by design. I know that. I know I'm not going to have a lot of Josh Jacobs shares in 2021 because I'm, I'm, I'm down on him. It's a gray area for me because I don't trust him. I don't believe he'll be there when it counts. And if I can't trade him, I'm leery of drafting him because I just like players around his ADP better. They're safer. Give me an A.J. Brown in the third round all day long over Jacobs. Give me Mahomes. Give me Josh Allen at 4.01 over Josh Jacobs. Now, that's me. You could be different. You might love Jacobs, and that's okay. Use the the strategy, the theory 
not necessarily the player order. We're all going to have different opinions and values on players. My point was the, the, the wide gray area different for like a guy like Sanders versus a guy like Jacobs. A guy like Najee Harris, a rookie, has a pretty uh, short span of draft slots before he flips from overvalued to undervalued. Mike Thomas, back to Mike Thomas, where's Mike Thomas's line in the sand? I think it, by default, will be at 3.01 and beyond. I don't think I could have a second round line in the sand for, for MT because of the players available when MT's on the clock right there. Justin Jefferson, I'd rather have over Mike Thomas. AJ Brown, I'd rather have over Mike Thomas. And typically, I would say 10 times out of 10, if not eight or nine times out of 10, one of those guys will for sure be available when you're on the clock at 2.12 staring Mike Thomas in the face. It's Justin Jefferson for me. But as much as I can hate MT at 18 overall, I, I like him. I flip quickly like Miles Sanders as a third drafted player. I flip quickly into liking MT. That's the nature of the line in the sand. And again, that gray area being different for every player. Sometimes it's a big gray area, like with Jacobs, where even though my gray area is in the later half of the third with Jacobs, the gray area is so big, I don't draft them four or five spots ahead of my line in the sand, even though it's an okay value range, or after my line in the sand, even though it's an okay value range. The green lit territory for drafting Jacobs starts well beyond the line in the sand, even though the line in the sand is okay value to me. And while on the topic of, of Jefferson, let's talk about his line in the sand. Where's the line that makes him a overvalued player? And, and on the other side of that line makes him an undervalued player. And that gray area that I talked about is the fair value range. So a guy like Justin Jefferson, his overvalued range would be in the first round. That's the only point where I'm feeling like he's being overvalued. I'm gonna pump the brakes. I'm not gonna take him in the first round. That's the overvalued territory. So picks one through 12, overvalued territory, not taking him, the no-go zone. I could almost say that the Jefferson from 2.1, 2.2 flips into undervalued that quickly. It's a no-go zone from one overall to 12. We want to make him our, our second drafted player, but that's the qualification, being a second drafted player that flips him into an undervalued state. Justin Jefferson, to me, can, can way outperform his ADP anywhere in the second round, or at least outperform it at like 2.1, extremely outperform it at 2.12, and, and moderately outperform it at like 2.4 to 2.8. Any way you spin it, he's fair market value at 2.1. I like it. I would prefer him later. I'm going to try my very best to draft him later. I'm trying to take Justin Jefferson at 3.1. My fear is we do so much mock drafting here on the Fantasy Football Show. We're going to take him like the Dogecoin to the moon. But so be it. If he goes to 2.1, the moon, I'll pay it. You should pay it. We're all paying fair market value with a hint of, of upside enough that we could paint him with a brush that says he's at the beginning stages of being flipped into an undervalued candidate, but he's not overvalued at 2.1. He's brushing up against the undervalued territory. His window, his gray area is tiny, tiny, 2.1, 2.2, then he's undervalued. The line in the sand approach, the, 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 the phrase I've coined in fantasy football for years, is the key to dominating every single draft you partake in. Line in the sand. The key to making the best draft selection at every single turn in your draft. Line in the sand. 
best player available, BPA, line in the sand, is the key to it. The secret sauce to drafting best player available, BPA. There is no other way to draft. Running back, running back, running back, no. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, I like that, but no. Tight end in the first round, no matter what, Kittle dominates everybody, no. It's best player available always. If that ends up being running back, running back, so be it. If it ends up being Kelsey and a wide receiver at the 12 and 13 bookend picks, so be it. If it's wide receiver, running back, a balanced approach or running back, wide receiver, a more balanced approach, even better because it does set you up later on without having some potential voids in your lineup. You're you're building evenly balanced. But it doesn't mean I go running back, wide receiver or wide receiver, running back because of that. Best player available every single time every time line in the sand line in the sand tells you if you're making that best player available selection find out where the line is for the player are you drafting said player you're considering drafting in the undervalued range or in the overvalued range if you're buying any player drafting any player Let's say you're on the clock at number 15 overall, and the player you're drafting is not in the undervalued range. If you were to draw a line and and plot that player on a ADP list, you're not picking the best player available. It's pretty simple, but it's so powerful. Line in the sand. Where do we plot Calvin Ridley on an ADP list? And and I like to use the list as a blank list. It's almost like a, a map. Where do we plot... Calvin Ridley. Where is his no-go zone? I would say 1 through 11 overall. I would contemplate Calvin Ridley at 12. I think he's fairly valued at 12. I don't think you're getting a steal. I don't think you're getting a win a league player, but you're getting a player that if you surround him with win a league players, he will hold down the fort. He will will earn his keep and be a consistent, dominant, low-end round one player. So picking a player like that isn't always the worst uh, situation. Sometimes you do have to pick the best player available being they are a fair market value player, but they're the most consistent. They're the best value left. There are no, you're taking this guy at a range where he can completely explode from his ADP. There aren't a lot of those at 11, 12, 13 overall. So don't think you're going to get this huge, huge ceiling value with every single selection. But Ridley probably does have the most appeal, the most ability to maybe outplay his fair market value in that range of players that are available at at 11, 12, 13. Where does Ridley become a monster steal? I would say his fair market value range, so his no-go zone is picks 1 through 11. His fair market begins around pick 12. I think that that fair market range dips into like 2.4, 2.5. Ridley at 2.6 and beyond has flipped into an undervalued player. If you get Ridley at 2. Point, well, I'd say 2.5, 2.6, 2.7, anywhere down to 2.12, win a league potential. If he falls into a 3.01 draft slot in a novice league with your grandma and your your uncle Bill, you're on your way to win a league material at 3.1. Love Calvin Ridley, love Justin Jefferson. AJ Brown, too high, might be like 13, 14. That's a little too high for me because there are better players. Diggs could fall there. Ridley, Justin Jefferson. AJ Brown's line in the sand where he's exactly fair market value. 2.4, 2.5, 2.6 in that range. 
maybe even dips into 2.7, 2.8. It doesn't matter that he has a, a fair market value range that's big. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's a safe player. I think he flips into an undervalued player like at the turn at 3.1, at 2.12. I'm okay with A.J. Brown right there. He could be a top five wide receiver. Something I predicted last year, and boy, did he bring the thunder. He got hurt. He'll get more volume in 2021. He can easily earn 2.12 or 3.1 value. Anywhere in the third round, I think his line in the sand at 3.1 flips into extremely undervalued territory anywhere in the third round. Apply this to every draft selection you make. Take the player you're considering, run through the, the, the plot map, and decide where that player falls into the three tiers. Undervalued, fair, overvalued. It's the key. The line in the sand is the key you dominating your fantasy football drafts every single time. You have to tweak and hone your own craft. Your own evaluation has to be good and sound and accurate. So you have to build upon that each and every year. I'm here to help you hone in on your craft, but use the approach. Use the process. You will dominate every single pick you make or put yourself at least in the best position to dominate every single draft selection you make. You'll be taking Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison in a range where they can completely explode from the value when you a league and the risk is so low. You'll be looking at a Josh Allen at 4.5 when your league mates keep preaching that don't draft a QB early, don't draft a QB early, forgetting that 4.5 isn't early for a guy that could be number two overall in your entire league scoring. His line in the sand's like 3.5 to me where he flips into an undervalued guy. His fair market value, we're talking about Josh Allen, is anywhere in the top of the third round. So top of the third round down to 3.5, he flips into an undervalued guy at 3.6 on. And every every draft selection, he moves on down from a 3.6. He becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger win a league candidate. Every single draft slot he drops. Line in the sand. Comment below. Tell your grandma. Tell your friends. Get on over to smitty1.com. That is everything I do all in one place. And if you want in on my mock drafts, you have to join my Discord. You can find my Discord link and button at smitty1.com. So get on over there. Go get it. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. Smitty. <laughs>